When a baseball team forfeits a game, the final score in the record book is 9-0, a run for every inning not played. On opening day, my Pirates played the Cardinals in St. Louis and lost 9-0. To put it sadly and simply, the Pirates could have stayed in Pittsburgh and still lost 9-0 to the Cardinals. Arenado, out to deep left, at the wall, gone! Nolan goes deep. Last year he did it on opening day. He does it again in 2022. And the Cardinals are pouring it on here at Bush. The Pirates didn't lose the following day, which was a Friday, because they didn't play. Most teams aren't scheduled the day after opening day, just in case there's a rainout and they need an open date for a makeup game. Friday evening, while Cardinal fans no doubt relaxed and savored the lopsided opening day win over my hapless Pirates with a bush beer or two, my wife Anita and I actually watched the Pirates win the National League pennant, and we hadn't had a thing to drink. The AMC Network decided to run a series of baseball movies the weekend following opening day and led off with a 1951 classic Angels in the Outfield, one of Ike Eisenhower's favorite movies. In the spring of 1951, an MGM film crew arrived in Pittsburgh to shoot background scenes for a new baseball movie. MGM needed a team that couldn't win without the help of angelic spirits, and my pirates were perfect for the part. I predicted this at the start of the season when I said, heaven help the Pirates. The team had finished in last place in 1950, and thanks to the Cubs, would barely escape the cellar in 1951. The following season, they would set a modern franchise record by losing 112 games. In Angels in the Outfield, an angelic voice representing the heavenly choir of former baseball greats confronts Pirates manager Guffey McGovern played by veteran character actor Paul Douglas after yet another humiliating Pirates loss. The voice tells the foul-mouthed Guffey that someone has been praying night and day for him. The Heavenly Choir is willing to help Guffey and the Pirates win games, but only if Guffey controls his temper and stops his swearing and brawling. Angels in the Outfield has a predictable plot twist involving Bridget, an eight-year-old girl living in a Catholic orphanage She's the one praying for Guffey. You've been praying for me? The whole team. Well, how long have you been praying? Ever since she hit the slump. Oh, you must have been praying pretty hard, huh? Oh, yeah. Every night, every morning, and, and sometimes during arithmetic. When she attends a pirate game with her mother superior, Bridget claims that she can see angels playing behind the pirates. Now, Bridget, when you, uh, when you saw your uh, angels, what were they doing? Well, there was one standing behind Mr. McGovern. But uh, you didn't see him talk to Mr. McGovern. No, but I know he must have. Why? Because Mr. McGovern said so. You think that one of your angels, one of these heavenly messengers, would talk to a man like Mr. McGovern? Of course. Any angel would be proud to talk to a nice man like Mr. McGovern. <laughs> quiet, quiet, please. There's also another plot twist involving Jennifer, a Household Hints columnist played by Janet Lee, who knows nothing about baseball but takes a liking to Gruffy Guffy. She would later gain cinema fame as the victim in the shower scene in Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. 
when Guffey loses his temper and attacks a sports broadcaster who accuses Bridget of lying about the angels, the pirates, without the help of the heavenly choir, in the last and pennant deciding game of the season, win the game and the pennant thanks to a dying pitcher who will be hurling for the heavenly choir next season. In an all's well that ends well final scene, Guffey and Jennifer, with Bridget in hand, look out at a darkened ball field while Guffey wonders about the identity of the baseball legends in the heavenly choir who helped the Pirates win the pennant. When I first saw Angels in the Outfield, I was a 12-year-old little ligger and absolutely loved the movie. Seventy years later, I'm still in love with the movie and had fun watching it the other night. The next day, when the Pirates played and lost another lopsided game to the Cardinals, I asked Anita, who grew up in a Catholic family and still says her daily prayers, if she would add a prayer for my poor parts. Anita, who was the same age as Bridget when Angels in the Outfield came out in 1951, agreed to pray for the parts, and the next day, on a Palm Sunday afternoon, the parts easily defeated the Cardinals. I won't say that there were angels in the outfield, but there is a rumor that groundskeeper kept finding feathers in the outfield after the game was over. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.